The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 58 of the Pokemon Snapshot. How are you doing today, Josh? I'm pretty good, Jeff. How's it going? It's going good. It's It's been a pretty low-key week, you know, still work, working with the baby and trying yeah. to get some sleep, and it's I'm just tired all the time. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Well, except for the actually having a child part. That doesn't sound that terrible, but all <laughs> the other stuff that comes along with it sounds terrible. Uh, But no, it's I've been... Getting chances to play Arceus, so that's fun. That's great. Do you want to do you want to talk about it now, or do you want to? Sure, sure. Wait. Okay, go for it. Yeah, let's let's start off. Usually, I know we start with what you've been doing, but no, I'll talk about Arceus since it is the big game that came out. And since yeah, nobody cares what I've been doing. Since it's been a week since it came out, you know they kind of worked that we weren't able to have an episode last week, so it gave me a little more time to play with it. Because mm-hmm. unlike, you know, when I was a bachelor, I'd get a new game and just play it all weekend. You can't do that anymore when you have kids. Another reason why it all sounds terrible. <laughs> so let's just say that I really hope Pokemon games become like this from now on. It's, okay, so that's pretty high praise. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Now, not, not saying it's a perfect game. There's definitely some changes that need to be made. but. Like the textures, it, I mean, if you if you're on the internet, you've heard it just doesn't look great. If you're on the internet, you've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever stepped foot on the internet, you've probably heard about it. Yeah. So, it's I mean, it doesn't look great. You'll be like running around, and then all of a sudden, this giant Pokemon pops in front of you, <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh no. Uh, and that's yeah. the thing about this game is the Pokemon can attack you. Yeah, so. that sounds, that was like one of the most interesting things. Like, I mean, the Pokemon games have been the same thing, essentially the same thing for like 20 years since I was like eight or nine years old. So it is cool that they're kind of breaking formula. And from what I've read online, uh, everybody seems to love that they're doing something different with it, aside from like the graphical issues, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, Game Freak's never been known for their graphical prowess, but I mean, just Example, I was playing earlier today, and I came up against... I Have you heard of the Alpha Pokemon? Mm, yes, I think. So So those of you who don't know, the Alpha Pokemon are just like the regular Pokemon, but they're stronger. They're usually higher level, and... Um, they're like the Dwayne the Rock Johnson of Pokemon. Yeah. And so I was out exploring, and I came across an Alpha Octorok, and they're bigger than normal Octoroks. Mm-hmm. So an Octorok is usually two, three feet tall. This thing was, like, taller than my character. He was supposed mm-hmm. to be 15. Um, So I bring out my Pokemon, and I'm battling it. And for some reason, even though it's in the red, my Pokeballs won't capture it. And he ends up, he, like, kills my last Pokemon. I'm like, oh, great, I'm going to black out. But then, no, it's like, no, you're out of Pokemon. And then it just zooms back to me. And I was like, oh, I guess it's time to run. That's weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you run out of Pokemon, it doesn't... Now, you will black out if you, you know, get hit too many times. Then you lose, like, some of your big items and your satchel Wait, and everything. So the so the Pokemon don't just attack your Pokemon, they can also kill you? Yes, but if you're in a battle, they won't attack you. Unless... But, like, you if you're running your... around... If, if you're running around... It, so isn't it... You played... You played Dragon Quest Eleven, didn't you? Yeah. So it's kind of like all the things that you can fight are running around, and then you get into the battle with them, like, if you run into them? Is it kind of like that? No. no. So if you come up to a Pokemon, you have two options. Now, some Pokemon don't care that you're around. You know, like real animals. Some don't care about humans. Mm -hmm. Some see you, and they immediately attack. Um... So, you have two options when you see a Pokemon. You can throw a Pokeball at it, but if it sees you and it's enraged, a Pokeball's gonna do nothing. You can't catch it. Mm -hmm. Or you can throw one of your Pokemon at it and battle it. Oh, uh, okay. And so then you it could goes just, like, throw a Pokeball and immediately capture it? Yeah, but, some, okay. but if it breaks out, it's gonna be mad and start chasing you. Mm, okay. Uh, and some Pokemon... So, then you battle, and it's your typical turn-based battle, but... You can choose, there's these things called agile moves and strong style, agile style moves and strong style moves. Mm -hmm. So strong style moves means you're going to hit harder, but your next turn isn't going to be for a while. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, agile style means it's not going to hit as hard, but you may be able to attack two times in a row. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, like if I'm trying to feed a Pokemon, I've turned, I'd gone a agile style move, then it gave me two attacks in a row. Then I'm like, oh, then I'll do a strong style and knock it out. Okay. Yeah, that's um, cool. I like that. So, uh, and for some reason, I feel like the Pokemon hit harder than they have in previous games. Like, I, I have... I've, I've also... Yeah, go ahead. Or I was going to say, I've heard that this is like a... Like, a not like super hard game, but it's definitely harder than the previous games. Yeah, I just... Today, I defeat the fourth Noble, which I think there's five of them because there's only one more stamp left. And I had to try over again a few times. Okay. It was difficult. So. But cool. no, I'm enjoying it. I'm in. Now, some people are enjoying going after the alphas. I just, my team doesn't involve any alpha Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of got a team that I like. Uh, another cool thing about this game is, so if you connect your game to the internet... Uh, when you lose, it'll leave a sat your satchel with the items that you lost. Mm, and and if another, and well, you can't, but another player can choose to go back and pick it up. Oh, and um, can return it to you with some of your items left inside of it, and oh, they get some cool. of your items. And you get things called merit points with that, which you can use to get certain items. So you know, like a hunter, a cadaver need to be traded in order to evolve. Mm-hmm. So you can use these merit points, like a thousand merit points, and you can get a special item to evolve a Haunter or a Kadabra into Gengar oh, or Alakazam. Cool. So right now, I almost got enough to get the Reaper Cloth so I can evolve my Dusclops into a Dusk Noir. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like yeah, I like the sound of this game. I don't have it yet, but I will probably get it maybe sometime this summer when I have a little bit more time to play. Um, but I'm just waiting for next Friday, the 18th. Not this Friday, but the next Friday on the 18th for Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, I probably won't get that one right away, so I'll be excited to hear what you think of that. Oh, yeah. The Give it a couple only, weeks. Yeah, and then the only other thing with Arc is they do have side quests 
and they get you items, but they're sometimes they're not really worth it, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're just a pain in the butt. Okay, so uh, skip the side quest. Noted. I mean, you might want to try to get them to help level up Pokemon and stuff. I uh, was doing one yes last night and this morning. Took me forever, but I finally caught one. One a character wanted a boot. I'm gonna pronounce this wrong because I've never heard this pronounced because I didn't watch the anime at this time. But a boo is a booezel. I don't know. It looks like an <laughs> otter. Yeah. Uh, and um, he wanted a large one, which says it needs to be two foot eight inches or larger. And I swear I caught like thirty to fifty of them <laughs> and could not get one the right size. And they're an annoying one because you can't just throw a pokeball. You have to make sure they don't see you, otherwise they try to attack you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I finally found one and I was able to complete that quest. And then, what did you what did you get for it? I like don't a remember. Potion? Probably nothing. In my head, what I got was I got a check mark on my list of quests. Satisfaction. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, but and then the other thing that's kind of cool is trying to complete the Pokedex. It can get a little tedious because it'll be like you have to get 10 points. And some points is catching so many of this Pokemon or evolving the Pokemon or seeing it use a certain move. And so it can get a little right. tedium with that. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that sounds like fun. I will definitely be getting it at some point. Just yeah. a matter of when. Well, now I have yes, to follow I... that up with, with what I've been doing, which isn't that much. I don't have any ex- <laughs> exciting Pokemon news. Uh, I think I mentioned on the last um, the last episode that I've been, I started working out doing Orange Theory like eating better and i've lost like i've lost like 10 pounds so far the last time i lost that many pounds was when i went gambling in london but i've never (laughs) actually been gambling i've i've never actually been gambling in london the only time i've been in london was when i i flew through the heath or i caught a connecting flight in the heathrow airport and that's the only time i've been that's the only time i've been in london too and the heathrow airport is the worst yeah yeah it is i haven't to scotland though that was pretty cool i think scotland's better than england personally I kind of have a funny story about the Heathrow Airport. Hit me. So, when I was in Belgium, they flew us back through Heathrow to connecting flight to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so, we're there, and there's like a huge line. I can't really, and they're like, you need to go in this line if you're on this flight. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then, um, all they told me when I got to the line was, your, your plane from Chicago never showed up. <laughs> just disappeared <laughs> yeah and i'm like well are we concerned they're like no but we need to get you on another flight and <laughs> lo- and i felt so bad because another person was trying to get on a flight but you know i've been gone for two and a half months and i'm like i need to get home too yeah and i was able to get the last seat on this plane before her nice sorry lady i hope you made I it know. home i know and i felt bad but that also was i felt bad for my parents too because in London, I had no way of contacting them because it wasn't like it was a lot harder to get international calls on your cell phones back in the day. Yeah, for sure. Now, yeah, nowadays, you... you like just go overseas and you tell Verizon, hey, I'm going to be in this country. And they're like, OK, you just have to pay this much per day to use it. Yep. Or you, or now you just use like uh, like Facebook Messenger or something to talk to Facebook- people. Yeah, well, not even Facebook Messenger. Like, Facebook even has its own audio platform now. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, so whatever whatever you a, use, you can. It's a lot yeah. easier now than it was ten years ago or twelve mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. So, um, did you ever watch the new Suicide Squad movie that came out? Like, I have not. A couple months I'm ago? not a huge DC person, so. Yeah, I don't typically well, watch it's, them. It's significantly better than the first one because it was kind of like a soft reboot. But then, uh, so the guy that wrote it, wrote and directed it, is the same guy that does um, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie movies, and okay. uh, he also made. He was just like bored in quarantine, like at the beginning of COVID, and so he wrote like a a TV show uh, about John Cena's character, who's called Peacemaker, and like. The, and HBO was like, okay, that's cool. We'll make the show, and it's like, like it it is so much better than it has any right to be. And <laughs> watching this, like, it's hysterical, but it's also like really interesting and good. Um, but it also made me realize why I don't like The Rock, which this is the second The Rock reference I've made today. But the reason I don't like The Rock is because he literally has it written into his contract that basically he has to look like cool. And all of his roles, like he, uh, his roles, he like can't get beat in a fight. He always has to win. I don't think he can die in any of his movies. I think it's written into his contract that his character cannot die, stuff like that. Uh, but in Peacemaker, John Cena, who was also a pro wrestler back in the day, makes an absolute fool of himself, and it's hilarious. And he's like a much better actor than you would think. He so. Is. I find it funny that John Cena is doing this now because back in the day, like 2011, 2012, he had a feud with The Rock when The Rock returned mm-hmm. to WWE. And mm-hmm. one of his big things is, well, while I, while you were gone for the last seven years, I was here, <laughs> you know, doing stuff yeah. for the fans. I was here. I did not go off to Hollywood and do that. And now John Cena is doing the exact same thing. Now he's doing the same thing. Well... I can give him a pass on that. He saw that Hollywood money and was like, let me do it. But I mean, he yeah. also has like the most make a wish foundation, like appearances. and stuff Oh like yeah. That. John Cena is just an outright standing guy. I mean, when he was like WWE schedule was not easy, but he was also granting like hundreds of wishes a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, out of like the three pro wrestlers um, that have like moved on to acting, The Rock, John Cena, and Dave Bautista, The Rock is easily the worst, like easily the worst actor, and has like the most boring, like movies and stuff like that. And I even like some of his movies. Like Jungle Cruise was a fun movie, but that movie was fun because of Emily Blunt, not because of The Rock. You could have put any other meathead in uh, his role, and it would have been just the same. It would probably would have think... been better because they're better actor. <laughs> they would have been a better actor than. I think the one thing The Rock has is that I all these people in Hollywood like is he has the charisma. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like he's he has the charisma of like wet cardboard, but that's just me. I did. He was good in Moana. I mean, he was he was good at the voice acting thing, but I don't know. I don't like The Rock. I think I think I realized I didn't like The Rock when I watched that Red Notice movie with um, it was him. And it was The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, and I don't think any of them are very good actors. Even Ryan Reynolds has just plays himself in every role now. Like he probably had better roles back in the day, but once he did Deadpool, like he's great in Deadpool, but after that, he's basically just playing Deadpool in all of his movies, and it's it gets on my nerves. 
I will say, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, I can't wait. At the end of February, uh, Free Guy is finally coming on Disney Plus and HBO Max, so I'm oh, going to nice. finally get to watch it. I've been wanting nice. to watch yeah. that movie. I'll watch that too, but I'm going to assume he probably plays the same character that he does in all those other movies that I just mentioned. <laughs> probably, but it'll include video game references, which I'll enjoy. Oh yeah, that'll be right up your alley. Uh, and then, since you talk about what you're watching, I have been going through a whole of watching Australian Survivor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm a huge Survivor fan. Like, I've seen most of the season. I've been actually watching the old seasons. And then Paramount Plus put on Australian Survivor, which... Mm-hmm. They allow things to be fleshed out a lot more. So, you know, Survivor it has about, you know, 15 episodes, an hour each. You know, the maybe the... First and last mm-hmm. episodes are an hour and a half, and there are cat. There's like eighteen to twenty people, sixteen to twenty people. They're on the island for thirty nine days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australian Survivor has like twenty four contestants, and they're on the island for fifty five days. Oh wow! And the and by, epi- more f- and the and by more fleshed out, you mean they show their butt cracks and stuff that they don't show uh, in America? Yes, yes. <laughs> I made that comment. I go. The big difference is since it's Australia, they won't blur out the butt cracks. because everyone's losing weight so everyone's pants is having trouble staying up yeah (laughs) uh and then i'm just learning you know australian lingo and like i found out they pronounced the word buoy as boy yeah that would have confused me the the boy is floating in the ocean (laughs) yeah you have to yeah i'm like what is this harry potter where they have to rescue the person uh and then I, I laughed a little because one of the rewards in the first season that I'm in right now, uh, they won Hungry Jacks. And do you know what Hungry Jacks is in Australia? It. I feel like I've s- no. What is it? I feel like I've seen it's it. It's what though. Australia calls Burger King because there was okay, already a, yeah, yeah. there was already a Burger King, and so they had to give it a different name. And so they're mm. like talking about the what they're getting Whoppers and. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so. So I've been watching Australian Survivor. It's been fun. Nice. Something different. Nice. Um, um, Chelsea and I did finish. Uh, like we're caught up on all. Well, the only Marvel movie she hasn't seen now is the new Spider Man, which probably just gonna wait until it comes out. Um, is but it yeah, even in I, theaters anymore? Yeah. Well, it was as of last week, but we finished it, and then <laughs> I had like gone to work out, and I came back, and I took a shower, and when I came out. She was watching Infinity War, and I was like, yes, she's in. <laughs> so all we've been doing is is watching Marvel stuff. We're is watching, that the second uh, time she's watched Infinity War? Yeah. So she watched it once with you before? Yes. And then she had, she's like she's going back, and she's watching all of her favorite ones. So we've already watched um, a few of them a second time. And then we started watching uh, the Netflix Marvel shows like Daredevil. Daredevil is probably okay. the only one we're going to watch. Um, Unless she wants to watch other ones, it doesn't really matter to me. But we we watched the first season of Daredevil in like two days. I mean, you're on it and you haven't seen it. You guys should just watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe. That's that's a commitment, because aren't they like seven 24-episode seasons? Um, they're, The first five seasons are 24 episodes, or 22, 21 episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the last two are only 13. Okay, well... I might be able uh, to and then her. I also would recommend watching Agent Carter, and that's only two seventeen episode seasons. Yeah, that's not bad. 
if she liked the Captain America movie, but Agent Carter is a really good character. So I think yeah. if, you, if you don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., at least watch Agent Carter, and it's on Disney+. Plus. Cool. All right, well, let's, con- let's continue on. Uh, just some quick Pokemon news. You know, Legends Arceus is out, so really, the cool thing about this is this is the first time in a while we don't know what's next for Pokemon. Hmm. They haven't, there's no games announced. Well, unless you count Pokemon Sleep, which they announced like three or four years ago and has, nothing has come from it. Mm-hmm. Um, So I am going to guess there's going to be a Pokemon Direct at the end of the month because it's Pokemon Day, February 25th every year. That's when the first games came out. So hopefully we will have something towards the end of the month to talk about. But yeah, there's, we don't know what's next for Pokemon. Is it Generation 9? Is it uh, Let's Go Johto? We have no idea. That's exciting, kind of. Just wait to see uh, what comes down the pipeline. Arceus DLC, that would be fun. But the Pokemon news I do have is there are some Pokemon Funko Pops that are supposed to release released March 17th. It is Series 9, so the ninth series of Pokemon pops and in this release is going to be sylveon lucario and alakazam so nothing big here i i collect all the pops so i already have them pre-ordered uh something that got me a little excited is that all the previous series had four pokemon because they'd always re-release a starter or they do a metallic version or a different form of pikachu So maybe with only doing three this time, that means they're done with all the variants. Had you gotten the variants? Yes, I have all the metallic ones and all the different faces of Pikachu. I have a problem, Josh. (laughs) Yes, I know. I've known you for long enough to know know that. All right, and continuing on, uh, last week we did ask the question, what is an important test you have had to take? Or the last time we asked, I guess it wasn't last week, it was a couple weeks ago. And Kate Davis replied and said, I took the test to receive my certified veterinarian assistant certification. Nice. So, that would be the person that would help your wife, right? Yep. Because Josh's wife is a vet. Yep, if you and the family ever move to Birmingham, Alabama, let me know. (laughs) Because I have connections. (laughs) I have connections in the, the vet industry. All right, and if you want to answer the questions, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot, or you can send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans such as yourself can find the podcast. All right, Josh, that was a pretty big intro for us. For We had a lot to talk about, but I think mm-hmm. we're finally ready to get into the episode. Then let's jump into it. All right, so this is episode 58, titled The Breeding Center Secret, or in Japanese it was called The Secret of the Breeding Center. (laughs) Just flipping the words over. Um, Throwing in that uh, prepositional phrase. It aired on August 6th, 1998 in Japan, and on May 1st, 1999 in the United States. All right, Josh, let's get into the episode. Let's jump into it. This episode begins with Peeping Todd, remember him, he's the the paparazzi guy um, that takes pictures of Pokemon. 
Uh, this episode begins with Peeping Todd taking pictures of Team Ash while they take a break in a city. Uh, and I believe this is the first time um, an episode has ever begun with Team Ash in a location besides some nondescript forest location. Uh, Peeping Todd gets a picture of Toga Peeping. Absolutely adorable. Well, maybe the first time with you because there have been others, but I'm going to guess that 80% of the Pokemon episodes will start with them in some nondescript forest. Yeah, it's, and I was exa- I was exaggerating for effect. It, yeah, you kind of you kind of ruined it, but I'm okay. sorry. But <laughs> you're you're right. Togepi is adorable, and I will say I was playing Arceus when I wrote this, and the trainer at B had a Togepi, and my wife just goes, "You're going to beat up on a Togepi." I mean, if you want to make I'm an like, omelet, you got to break a couple of eggs. Yeah, I'm like, you shouldn't have thrown them out at me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if somebody attacks me with something, like everything in my way is getting slaughtered. That's just the way that it goes. Yeah, it's just, he's like one of the big ones, and he just walks around with a Togepi, and I don't know why you would choose that as your Pokemon. <laughs> On an, another related note with Arceus, I did end up catching a Togepi, but I almost died because uh, Alpha Golduck was also there, which is something I forgot to mention, is that you can't, so if more Pokemon are in the area when you throw out your Pokemon, they will join the battle, but you can only wow. ever use one Pokemon. That's pretty cool. So I'm like trying to catch this Togepi and this Golduck comes into battle with me and about kills me because he's an I would, alpha. I would die for Togepi. Um, while Team Ash hangs out, some commercial comes on uh, the large TV screen in the, the city center uh, advertising the Pokemon Breeding Center. And I'm going to be honest, uh, not a single joke that came to my mind during this scene was appropriate. Um, <laughs> Uh, suffice it to say that this commercial makes the breeding center seem like one of those hotels that you can rent by the hour. Uh, she refers to Pokemon Love Power like 50 times, and I'm generally, genuinely horrified to know what that even is. Uh, they promise that they can make your Pokemon evolve in just a few days, which the tone of the commercial and what the breeding center actually does are two completely different things. So I have seen these so-called hotels that you pay by the hour. Uh, in Japan, you know, they call them love hotels. Actually, <laughs> not not subtle in any way. <laughs> no, actually, actually, I'm pretty sure subtle. I'm pretty sure subtlety is not um, really something that the ja- <laughs> uh, the Japanese do. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have a fun fact. Nintendo owned a chain of love hotels in the 60s before they got into toy making. And no, <laughs> they were not just that making type a different. Of- they were just making a different kind of toy. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, yeah, so <laughs> Nintendo used to own a chain of love hotels. Mm. Sorry, uh, children. And I do have a f- funny story about this. So when I was in Japan, uh, the group I was with tried to rent one for an hour. We like we want to be like, what do these look like on this? Is it just a hotel room? Do they make them fancy? Is there like a, a heart shaped bed? Yeah. Like so vibrates? there was like a group of us. And we went to one and this old lady was like at the counter and she goes, no, Japanese only. I think she just thought we were stupid Americans. Like, and there was like five of us and they're probably like, yeah, no. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what are the five of you going to do in this hotel room for an hour? (laughs) You need it. You need at least two or three. (laughs) (laughs) So what we did is we thought we would try to go to the one across the street. What we did not know is that it was the exact same hotel and the same, like, there was, like, a hallway connecting the two. And the same Japanese woman comes to the (laughs) desk. And now I think she's probably, like, we're just some sex-addicted Americans. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> I would have just died laughing if the same lady had come out and was like, no, away with you all. Stupid Americans. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to slap a TVMA rating on this one, or whatever the podcast equivalent of TVMA is. Um, after the title card, Team Ash finds a huge lion outside the breeding center. Brock becomes catatonic when he sees the breeding center lady, but Misty seems a little suspicious suspicious at how easily um, the breeding center attracts customers. Misty is super rude to the lady and decides to leave Psyduck at the breeding center. The breeding center lady has referred to Pokemon Love Power like 50 more times, um, and I'm still not sure if it is what I think it is. Uh, Misty says leaving Psyduck there will let her know if the breeding center is any good or not. I'm so glad you and you said how rude Misty was to this lady. She was, you know, I hate saying this because I feel bad for people with this name, but she was definitely being a Karen. Oh, yeah. Like, she didn't even have a reason to be angry. She's just yelling to me. She walks and she goes, I take my Psyduck. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what she did. And she, like, slams him on the table. And, I mean, she made me think she would be that customer. So when I, my first job was working at a grocery store and you have these people who you'd be like, you know, it is 532. And so they ha- they're taking their dollars out of their wallet and they're just like throwing the dollars on the counter. Mm-hmm. I don't have you ever seen those people? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like that is like one of the most annoying things as a cashier like can you just take your money out and hand it to me? <laughs> yeah, like there's no there's no reason to be angry at me that you have to pay for goods and services. Yeah. Well, even if they're not angry, it was just annoying. They just, like, take dollar by dollar and just throw it on the counter. It's like, okay, count it in your hand, but oh well. She she was also <laughs> being very mean to Psyduck during this, too. She, like, she says to knock some sense into him and, you know, and hits him in the head. And then she the breeding center lady goes, oh, how cute his ping pong-like eyes. And she goes, yeah, I wish I had a paddle. Yeah. Didn't Psyduck have, like, his redemption episode, like a couple of episodes ago, too, where Misty was like, oh, Psyduck's not that bad. Well, Misty's just not a very nice person. Ah, uh, yeah, she's just the worst. That's what it is. <laughs> she says so herself. All of Team Ash is awful in different ways. Uh, Team Ash happens upon a restaurant that claims to offer a free all-you-can-eat buffet with the word you spelled like the letter, and I'm just, I'm so disappointed. I guess I didn't even notice that, but... This is interesting because this would have came out, what did we say, 98? So this mm-hmm. was definitely before TechSpeak was popular. I'm wondering if they just didn't have the space to put the whole word there when they erased the kanji. I'm pretty sure, like, you had, like, plenty of room to be spelled out correctly. So, oh. I don't know. Uh, when Peeping Todd suggests that there must be a catch, the head chef, uh, who had been eavesdropping from inside the restaurant, comes out and tells them in a thick Texas accent that he'll let them eat for free if they show him his favorite Pokemon, which seems like a really odd form of currency to me. Um, and so, like, how long until it devolves into, I'll give you a free pizza if you show me that hairy back boy? Man, we're really going to have to hit the explicit button today. <laughs> I mean, who, it's a, this is a slippery slope. Um, Ash throws out all of his Pokemon, but the Texas chef isn't having it. Not even Pikachu tickles his fancy. None of the others have his favorite Pokemon either. Texas chef shows them a picture of his favorite Pokemon, which happens to be Psyduck doing the paint me like one of your French girls pose. Uh, They hurry back to the breeding center to retrieve 
Psyduck, only to find that it's closed. So, something that I noticed, he shows him the picture and Todd is like, hey, I took that picture. And Todd, I don't want to know what type <laughs> of pictures you're, ta- <laughs> you're taking. Yeah. Um, maybe he should get into the love hotel business. <laughs> uh, and Team Ash does seem really surprised that his favorite Pokemon was a Psyduck. And I think I've said it before, but hey, my wife's favorite Pokemon is actually a Psyduck as well. So Yeah, Psyduck is awesome. I don't know what Misty's problem is. Yeah, who who was it? It was like one of the creators or something like that said his uh his favorite Pokemon was Psyduck. And I think wasn't Let's Go Eevee almost Let's Go Psyduck? Oh yeah, that's right. No. Uh, Misty does um, a B&E because she's really determined to get free dessert from this restaurant. Uh, they find that all the Pokemon are shoved into cages and none of them look very happy. They find Psyduck in one of the cages and it looks smarter as Misty has re- had requested them to uh, make Psyduck. Uh, but it turns out that they had just used tape to hold its eyes open. One thing that you did forget to mention here is that they decided to go back to the breeding center to retrieve Psyduck to get the free food. So, like... It was kind of implied, but just to spell it out for people, they did go back, but it is locked. So that is when they decide to break and enter for the hundredth time. It seems they always seem to break and enter. They don't seem to know any boundaries and especially here. So as you just stated, the Pokemon were in cages. So obviously this is not a good place, but they had no way of knowing how bad this place was. And they just literally just break and entered into a local business. (laughs) <laughs> yeah this is definitely grounds for for uh for arrest which we will see how that turns out for them soon yeah but it's just i mean now we know yeah not a good place but they didn't know that so there was this I, is probably I the am, worst instance i am kind of happy to see some uh well we'll we'll talk about it in a second uh, the scene cuts to the breeding center lady and her assistant, who I'll call the Marlboro Man because he sounds like he's been chain-smoking since he came out of the womb. Uh, it turns out that they are members of Team Rocket, um, who are actually running a successful Pokemon-stealing scam unlike the other, quote, blundering idiots, Jesse and James. That's what they, uh, they actually refer to Jesse and James um, and call them blundering idiots. Uh, the boss calls them Butch and Cassidy, which is pretty funny. Um, and I guess I'll call the Marmor- Marlboro Man Butch after all. So I hope you got the reference, but did you get it? We have Jesse James and Butch Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. Both are famous Western outlaws, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the boss seems pretty down on Jesse and James. Why does he keep them on the payroll? Just kick them out of Team Rocket already. Yeah, do you know how much they, like, how much money they have wasted over, like, 58 episodes? Uh, Peeping Todd begins taking pictures of all the Pokemon in cages, but Butch notices the flash and goes to check it out. As he approaches the door, instead of hiding, Team Ash just kind of cowers until the very last second. Useless as always. Um, But when Butch walks in, he finds Pikachu making electric flashes in an empty cage that that, uh, Pikachu had gotten into. Butch, satisfied that the flashes came from Pikachu, leaves. I... This scene to me had, they had one moment of stupidity and then a moment of brilliance, I will say. Mm-hmm. So they heard Butch and Cassie talking and then they're like, well, I'll take a picture with Flash on. Like, they're not going to see it. Right. You're already trying to hide, but then I will give them props. Using Pikachu to pretend the Flash was coming from him was actually a very smart move. Yeah, not bad. I'm going to say Todd thought of it because we know those three didn't. 
Yeah, we know. It's def- Actually, no, it was probably Pikachu that, th- that thought of it. <laughs> True. All right, and then as they are getting found out, it does fade to black into a commercial break, so we are going to fit- go to our Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's That Pokemon? All right, our Who's That Pokemon. Again, no big Pokemon were revealed. I mean, we'll see one that was revealed later on. It's not really a spoiler, so we're just using, I'm using him as our Who's That Pokemon. Uh, and we're going to talk about Victory Bell, who in Japanese is known as Utsobot. Some information about Victory Bell. It's number 71 in the Pokedex. It is a grass and poison type. It is 5 foot 7 inches tall and weighs 34.2 pounds. And it is known as the Flycatcher Pokemon, and that it is the final evolution of its evolutionary chain. Dude, I'm five nine. This thing would be terrifying in real life. It's only two inch, two inches shorter than I am. I know, like it's like a giant, giant like flower with t- like flower petal with teeth coming after you. Yeah, I that you would run the other way. Good thing they're not an Arceus, because I would be running. <laughs> uh so some origins on him his name victory bell seems to be a combination of victory a corruption to make a pun on tree and bell referring to its bell-like shape the maximum number of characters possible to make up a pokemon's name in generation one was 10 and this is likely the reason for the misspelling of bell as b-e-l oh, interesting uh, another one we'll find way later on in Generation 2, Feraligator Feral- is also missing a letter because it couldn't have enough <laughs> letters. His Japanese name, uh, Utsoba, is derived from Utsobo Kazura, which means pitcher plant. It may also be based on Subo, which is jar or pot, relative to bot. Referring to its shape, it could also draw from botanical. And what if is it based off of? Victory Bell may be based on a carnivorous pitcher plant. All right, Victory Bell's biology. Victory Bell is a plant Pokemon with a bell-shaped body. It has a gaping mouth with pink lips and two sharp teeth. Its semicircular eyes appear directly under its mouth and has several dark green spots on its body. On either side of its body is a large green leaf. Covering Victory Bell's mouth is a leaf with a long brown yellow tip vine growing out of it. The vine is flicked to mimic an animal in order to attract prey. Victory Bell also produces a sweet scent to further aid in luring its victim. Acid that has dissolved numerous prey animals becomes sweeter and even more effective at attracting prey. It can be found in small groups and is territorial. In the manga, Victory Bell hoards food, especially small birds and rodents, and collects leaf stones to perform evolution rituals at night to help Weeping Bell become more Victory Bell. Being the result of an evolution via evolution stone, Victory Bell is rarely found in the wild, though they can be found in temperate forests and jungles. Some Pokedex entries on Victory Bell. Red and Blue says, Said to live in huge colonies deep in the jungles, although no one has ever returned from there. It's because they're 5'7". Because <laughs> they're 5'7 they and they're they going to eat come out of the, They just come out of the tree and eat a full-grown human and then go right back up into the tree. Yeah. Though, if no one's said to ever return from there, who know, how do we know they live deep in the jungle? <laughs> good, good point. Uh... Pokemon Yellow says, lures prey with a sweet aroma of honey. Swallowed whole, the prey is melted in a day, bones and all. Well, at least it's a quick death. Uh, a day? I mean, I guess it's melted. Who knows how long it takes it to... Yeah, hopefully you're not just sitting here, like, 
waiting smelling, for your... Smelling your skin being melted in honey acid. Uh, Pokemon Stadium says, attracts prey with a sweet-smelling honey. Its prey includes bugs, naturally, and even large animals on occasions. And humans shorter than 5'7". <laughs> humans shorter than 5'7". Uh, Pokemon Gold says, acid that has dissolved in many prey becomes sweeter, making it even more effective at attracting prey. <laughs> so the more prey it eats, the better, it, the sweeter it smells, and the more likely it is to attract more prey. It all it all get turns into sugar and smells sweeter. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Silver says this horrifying plant Pokemon attracts prey with aromatic honey, then melts them in its mouth, not in its hand. <laughs> I added the not in its hand part. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I'll be honest, when I was going through the Pokedex entries, I almost didn't include that one, but then I I thought of the joke. I'm like, I have to include it. Yeah, you you can't leave that out. Uh, Pokemon Crystal says, once ingested into this Pokemon's body, even the hardest objects will melt into nothing. And then Ruby and Sapphire says, Victor Bill has a long vine that extends from its head. This vine is waved and flicked about as if it were an animal to attract prey. When an unsuspecting prey draws near, this Pokemon swallows it whole. Dude, Victory Bill are way more terrifying than I ever gave them credit for. I know, you just think of them as a boring Pokemon, but then you start reading about them. That's why I really like including these Who's That Pokemon segment, because you learn so much just by actually dissecting the Pokedex entries. Yep. But that is our Who's That Pokemon segment on Victory Bell. Who's That Pokemon? Back in the episode... um. Team Ash try to rescue Psyduck and leave, but before they can, Team Team Rocket, the ones we know, Jesse, James, and Meowth, crawl through the window, intending to steal all of the Breeding Center Pokemon. Team Ash reveals themselves, but Team Rocket just argues with them until Butch and Cassidy show up with a mantra of their own. It's really similar to Jesse and James' mantra, um, so I guess they just like it's something that they get when they're. They're tra- They're in like Team Rocket training. They're like, we need to write your um, we need to write your uh, your Team Rocket motto, but it needs to follow the script right here. Um, and Meowth accuses them of being copycats. Team Rocket freaks out when they realize they're actually trying to steal their boss's Pokemon. Yeah, and by really similar, Josh does mean they just changed the words around. I'm wondering if they use the actual motto and then Jesse and James took, you know, creative liberties, because that sounds like something they would do. That sounds... Or they just never really memorized it, so it's like, the reason it's wrong is because they never learned the right one. But there is a throwaway line, like Jesse mentions that they stole that motto fair and square. <laughs> so they took it from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, using the distraction to their advantage, Team Ash tries to run. James runs to a cage looking for the weeping bell he had dropped off and finds it has evolved into a victory bell, a victory bell that tries to eat his face, to which Meowth says he wishes James's brain would evolve a little. Before Team Rocket can escape, they're trapped in a falling cage. And that scene is a lot more gruesome now that we've gone over the who's that Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I don't know why the writers of the show all of a sudden decide that James has a weeping bell. I couldn't figure it out, but it's never mentioned anywhere. I'm wondering if in the Japanese version he is stealing it, but they, but I couldn't find anything to tell me that, so who knows. And also, if James had to drop off his weeping bell, wouldn't he have seen like the Team Rocket people 
And, like, wouldn't they have recognized him, too? I, I guess unless he had a disguise on. But he would have still yeah, recognized true. them, so. Yeah, they were kind of wearing disguises. Yeah. And also, if they're just trying to steal these Pokemon, why are they actually, why, like, why did, did Weaving Bell evolve into Victory Bell? <laughs> like, were they actually doing what they said they were going to do, and then they were going to steal it? That that's true. I mean, maybe I don't feel like they would just have a stash of leaf stones. That would just be expensive. Yeah, I don't know. Which that's also a funny thing where James was like, "Oh, they evolved my like." Did he not know that all he needed to do was get a leaf stone, <laughs> then he could evolve Weeping Bell anyway? Yeah, you could have picked one up for like a hundred bucks in Cerulean City. What are you doing, dude? Um, or Celadon we're, we're City. Thinking way I don't know. too. We're thinking way too deep into this, but yeah. Yeah, we're going way too deep in a show made for eight-year-olds. Um, in the hallway, Team Ash is near the exit when a cage falls and traps Brock, Ash, and Peeping Todd, leaving Misty, Togepi, and Pikachu to save the day. And by save the day, I mean run and hide. Uh, Butch takes Peeping Todd's camera, and Officer Jenny comes to take everyone to jail. And you know what? I'm really happy for once to see some consequences for all of their they're breaking and entering all those B and E's that they've done like throughout the series so far. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, every time they always be like, Oh, well we're friends now. <laughs> like, no, did we forget that they just like walked into your house or your business without being asked to? Yeah. I mean, if some kids just like walked up into my house, I would become that old man screaming about kids on my lawn real quick. Uh, the next day, Misty, in disguise, goes back to the breeding center to collect her Psyduck. When Cassidy goes to the back, Pikachu appears from under her jacket and sneaks into the back to look for Peeping Todd's camera so that they can show Officer Jenny um, the pictures of all the Pokemon in cages and exonerate their friends. Pikachu, uh, Pikachu hiding in her jacket uh, reminds me of the time I accidentally locked myself uh, and my dogs outside in the middle of winter while Chelsea was at work. Uh, do you want to hear the story? <laughs> Sure. So in the first house that we bought, it was like like within the first like week or two that we had moved in and we had not gotten around to changing all of the uh, doorknobs so that we had like our own keys. Um, and for some reason, I've never seen another doorknob like this. But if you didn't like you had to um, you basically had to unlock it. Otherwise, it, even when the door was locked, you could turn the handle on the inside, but it would be locked on the outside so you could open the door from the inside regardless of whether it was locked or not um oh and it wouldn't unlock itself yes correct so because like our doors you you can open it anytime from the inside and it'll just unlock the door yeah no it's not like that it it would not unlock the door just doing that um so i had gotten home from work and i was taking the dogs out and this was probably like four or so 430 maybe and I had gone out with the dogs and it was cold um and so I had just gone out with them I'd left my phone inside and Chelsea was at work um and I didn't realize because I could turn the handle from the inside I didn't realize that it was it was going to be locked on the outside so I shut the door and when I go to get back in there's just like that realization it's probably like 35 degrees outside I'm wearing like because uh, I had been inside. I'm pretty sure I was wearing shorts and like a long sleeve t-shirt. I don't even think I had shoes on. Maybe I had house shoes on. Uh, but I locked myself out. And as soon as I try to open it, I'm like, crap. 
And so I have no way to call Chelsea because my phone was on my phone was inside. So I basically get all my little dogs and I shove them under my shirt <laughs> and and cradle them because they're gonna freeze to death. And and all the other dogs come and uh, like crowd around us. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like that scene from Without a, a Paddle, Snow, Snow Way Out. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 It is. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what happened. Where where Ash and all his Pokemon are in the yeah. That, yep. That's great. I was, so how long did he have to wait? Like an hour and a half, probably close to two hours. And Ooh. then and uh, Chelsea, like all of a sudden, I didn't hear Chelsea get in. And all of a sudden, she opens the door, and I'm sitting there with like icicles in my beard, <laughs> just like, open the door. <laughs> I was thinking of that movie without a paddle where all the guys have to like cuddle up with each other naked because all their clothes are wet. But yours, yours is way more appropriate for <laughs> for the context of this and episode. Topical. Yep. So yeah, that was a story of uh, nearly freezing myself and all of my dogs to death. Well, you were telling about sort being locked out. Uh, I have a story where I was locked in a bathroom. Uh, I think I've heard this story before. Please, please tell the you, story. You've heard of this story. Yes. So. At the house Jesse and I had in Kansas, our bathroom door, like, we didn't have a key to it or anything, and it had just a regular lock, but it had, like, a skeleton keyhole. Mm -hmm. And so one day I go to use the bathroom, take a shower or something, I don't remember what I was doing. Uh, and I go to leave, and it's locked because the deadbolt slid shut. The deadbolt <sighs> that's on the skeleton key. Oh, no. And so... I am calling everyone. And at the time, you know, all my friends are teachers. It's during the school day. I'm at home. I I call like three or four people. No one will answer. Did you call me? Because they're all. No, because you were. It wasn't. It was my second year in Kansas. Or my third year. Oh, uh, OK. Third year. OK, that makes sense. You, you. Yeah, you weren't there yet. No, I had, you weren't I'd there anymore. Moved, I'd already moved away. Yeah, you've already moved away. So I'm there. So I call, you know, one of my co-teachers, Linda. I call my wife. I call our our mutual friend, Lainey. No one is answering. And I'm like, who do I call? Who do I call? And then at the time I was selling insurance, which I hated the job. I wasn't good at it. <laughs> uh, Linda's husband calls me. And because he they were going to switch to insurance to help me out, you know, get a book of sale. Mm -hmm. And... He calls me, goes, hey, do we have time? And I go, actually, I have a request. <laughs> <laughs> and so I call, I tell him the situation. He goes, I'll be right over. Oh, uh, so Kevin funny. is, a, Kevin, I guess, was a great guy. Unfortunately, he passed away of cancer last year yeah. or yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, Linda and, and Kevin, they were just great people. Yeah, I met, yeah. Uh, but. So Kevin comes over and, you know, I tell him the code to get in our house and everything. And he gets in and I, he's like, are you in the job? I go, yes. So he had to take the door off its hinges. <laughs> <laughs> like it was locked and he comes open. So our bathroom had a little window and he saw I had the screen off. He goes, were you going to climb out this window? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. As a last resort. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> So, and I know I had a meeting like the afternoon, so it's like, I don't know what I was going to do if I couldn't. And, um, but yeah, so thank you to Kevin. He helped me out the, 
He helped me out in, and in your time of need, <laughs> in your time of greatest in my time need. of need. <laughs> so, and of course, no one ever let me live it down. Is it more or less embarrassing than the time you twisted your ankle, like while you were asleep in your bed? I will say more embarrassing because I was conscious while it happened. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so back into the episode, uh, Pikachu, who has gone into the back, uh, looks in all the rooms in the back until uh, it finally finds Peeping Todd's camera. Cassidy returns with Psyduck just as Pikachu returns with the camera, and they hurry off. While in jail, Team Ash is snitching hard. Like, they're like Takashi 6 9 uh, snitching. You probably don't get that reference. I only know it because I teach no. middle school. He's some rapper who snitched like, like Sanka Canary. Um, on all of the people. Uh, Misty shows up and shows Officer Jenny pictures of the Pokemon in cages. Um, and Officer Jenny just believes them with no fur- further evidence. Like, she's just like, oh, okay, yeah, y'all are free to go. <laughs> Which, uh, those pictures could have just been taken anywhere. I feel like, uh, I feel like that would not hold up in court. Um, and also, since this is the 90s, can you just picture Misty taking the camera to one of the one-hour photo huts in the mall uh, and just waiting <laughs> around for these pictures to be developed? She's like, That's right. I never thought of that. Her, her, her friends are just rotting in jail while she's sitting at the Walgreens. <laughs> waiting for those pictures to be developed. Also, there was this funny line in there, like, you know... What happened? So Team Rocket tried to talk about Butch and Cassie. Misty just goes, oh, they were actually just sneaking in to steal the Pokemon. <laughs> like, she's not going to help them out at all. Yeah, Team Ash are a bunch of snitches, dude. Uh, Ginny, Officer Ginny is super butthurt about being fooled by um the competent Team Rocket and goes full bad cop. But when Butch and Cassidy send out their Raticate, she lets Ash take over the battle, which seems super irresponsible for an officer of the law. but. You know, par for the course. Uh, that's like if there was a hostage situation and the sheriff just handed me the megaphone to try to negotiate with the suspect. And I was like, hey, man, you just need to chill out a little bit. Like, just send those people out. It's all good. Uh, Bulbasaur captures uh, them with a vine whip. Uh, and Butch and Cassidy go down easier than Team Rocket, uh, than Jesse and James ever have. Jenny takes Team Ash to the Texas Chef's restaurant and enjoys their free meal. Um, and they all enjoy their free meal while he pets Psyduck. And I do want to do a quick mention here that they call... Missy kept saying she was eating ice cream, but she was actually eating something called omelet rice, which is just an omelet made with eggs and rice and covered in ketchup. Ooh. Gross. People that, put, people that put ketchup on their eggs, like, kind of weird me out uh very much offense uh meant to all of you out there that eat <laughs> that eat ketchup on your eggs i'm just kidding <laughs> um wait do you eat ketchup on your eggs no oh, okay I, was about to... I mean i have but it's not like my preferred way of doing it i eat ketchup on like hash it... browns well yeah so like if i'm eating like a breakfast and you know ketchup gets into my omelet or something because I had the hash browns mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm not going to be like, eh, that's gross. Oh, that's not that big of a deal, but people who like coat their eggs in ketchup, I'm like, ugh. Um, meanwhile, Team Rocket tries to escape from prison by digging a tunnel below with some shovels. Uh, I've watched enough prison shows to know that they had to do something 
very unsavory in order to acquire those shovels, and I do not want to know what it was. You Sorry, I was typing <laughs> something. Uh, so, it's like the time Josh and I tried to break out of jail, except we did it in a video game, which I would recommend anyone play a way out. It's a great yeah, game. Yeah, that game was very fun. Um, at the end of the episode, Team Ash comes to a fork in the road, and Peeping Todd decides that he has seen enough with these three weirdos, uh, and he's he's out. Like, he just takes the other way, and he's gone. Um, and the, the adventure will continue, but not on Netflix, since this is the last episode on there. Yeah, so, if you are following along and you can't find this on Netflix, you can watch up to the Orange Island series on Pokemon.com. So that is where we'll be watching from now on. This is one of those weird things where technically end of season one, but then even Pokemon.com calls it the end of season one, but then they say the next season is Adventures in the Orange Island, which doesn't start to like episode 85. Hmm. So we're like the 30 so, something episodes in between there. Yeah. And then like I have the season one Indigo League dvd set and it goes all the way to the end of it but then i believe the new blu-ray set they came out with a couple years ago ends with this episode hmm. like it's just all confusing on when this episode when this season ends we are not calling it the end of season one we're just going to wait till the series is over cool. but what did you think of this episode josh it was pretty good i really like seeing um the the rest of team rocket to see that they're <laughs> they're actually competent <laughs> But it, but the team rocket are also my favorite characters. So, but I liked I like seeing their like not only did they f uh, feud with Team Ash, but they also feud with everybody else on their team. Yeah, and we will in later episodes we will encounter Butch and Cassidy again. Um, I remind me, and you may not remember because we both watched this episode last week when we thought we were going to be able to record. But did they mess up Butch's name in this episode? I, I didn't notice. Okay, well, it becomes a running gag that they always call Butch like botch or or other. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't and he gets so mad. Yeah, so they must have not started it in this episode, but it becomes a running joke that they can't ever remember Butch's name. Uh, so the reason I there was a pause earlier because I was typing because I realized we didn't put a question in here and we were talking about eating ketchup on eggs. So my question this week, what is a weird way you eat food or a weird condiment you would put on your food or anything? I don't I don't do this regularly, but when I was in Serbia, I got I ordered a pizza at like a fairly nice restaurant and I can't, I honestly don't even remember what all was on the pizza, but it was covered in sour cream and it was like probably the best pizza I've ever had. I don't even know what it was. I don't even remember what it was, but it was absolutely delicious. Um, and sour cream is my favorite condiment anyway. So that was kind of weird. And I ordered it because it was weird and it was delicious. Yeah, I honestly don't think there's a weird way I eat food because I'm such a picky eater to begin with. Yeah, I take a long time to prepare. So if I have like a cheeseburger, like everybody else is going to be finished before I even prepare and you're mine. you're still building yeah, it. Yeah, I'm still building it to perfection. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it always takes me a while to prepare my to prepare my food once it's on my plate. But, you know, you can't rush art. I mean, I'm just big on, you know... I like ranch barbecue sauce, but I put it on typical things. 
Like, I don't understand people. I've heard of people dipping their pizza in ketchup, which I think is gross. Yeah. I dip I dip my pizza. Even, I I mix ranch and hot sauce together and I dip my pizza in that. That's not bad because I've also had pizzas drizzled with that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I really can't think of anything. But if you want to tell us how a weird way you eat food, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot or send us an email at the Pokemon Snapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app if you're choosing so other Pokemon fans such as yourself can find the podcast. And before we go, I did think of something else, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to the weird way you eat food. There are certain ways I like to eat food, and my wife gets so mad at me. Like She'll be like, oh, you want some ice cream? And then she'll hand it to me, and I'll be like, why did you put the ice cream on a plate? Ooh, ooh. She eats on a plate? It's, it's, yeah, she eats her ice cream on ooh, a plate. Dude, when's the divorce? <laughs> That like I <laughs> thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only no, one. No, dude. This is I, weird. I literally just got chills. It creeps me out like a like a a, a paper plate or just like a regular. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's super weird. A, a paper plate. Oh, that's super. Yeah, weird. she'll be like, get ice cream, and she'll put on a paper plate, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, dude. You gotta eat. You gotta eat that in uh uh like a bowl, like a real bowl. That's how you eat ice cream or just straight out of the tub. Luckily, typically, I think the the reason we're still together is typically when we get ice cream, we don't get a giant thing. We each just get our own pint and we just eat. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. So that's why. We don't have to deal that's with That's why the, the marriage hasn't have, come crashing down yet. <laughs> the only. We the don't only, have to deal with the plate issue too long. The only thing, the glue holding the marriage together is those pints of ice cream. Well, and, <laughs> and then there was another one earlier this week, which uh, we got we get home chef uh-huh. for three meals a week, mm-hmm. and it was like um, Korean barbecue meat with rice and everything. And she hands it to me, and I'm like, "Why is there a spoon?" <laughs> I'm like, "I need a fork to eat yeah. this." <laughs> yeah, it it always annoys me when people have the wrong utensil to eat stuff with, too. Um, yeah, and she's like, "It doesn't matter," and I'm thinking, "Well, next time you ask me to get you a bowl of cereal, I'm going to give it to you with, with a, a fork." fork. enjoy these cheerios with a knife (laughs) um i've been cooking a lot more because like we've been trying to eat healthier but chelsea's super picky like doesn't really like vegetables she's like you um she's like me yeah and so i have to like (laughs) chop up the vegetables really fine so they basically just like disappear into the thing into the the, whatever the the dish is (laughs) so you can't really taste or see them (laughs) you're like i have practice i used to cook for jeff Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's (laughs) like the the trojan horse of vegetables (laughs) oh i am that way like i don't like onions and mainly if they're big and they crunch Dude, that's when and so I'll be eating a, I'll be eating a dish, and I'll be eating it just fine. But as soon as I get that crunch, I'll be like, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> Dude, I love onions. I also think it may be a texture thing because I like like the smell and the taste of like onion powder mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, I think it's a texture thing. Fair enough. Um. So after that, I already went through our spiel about where you can find us. So. You have anything else to add, Josh? I don't think so. All right, so please join us next week or next time, depends on if it's coming out next week. Uh we when we will be watching The Perfect Hero.